So then we're like, oh shoot, I lost it. It was in my notes. Okay, so then we're like, we'll we'll be like, or the, I guess maybe we can alternate, but one of us will be like, so, are you down to watch? And I'll be like, heck yeah, I'm DTW. Wow. And then like, and then like the X Men song starts playing, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah. What do you think? Uh, well, well, we, we already have a theme. Song. We can try. We can do it next time. We can do it next time. Okay. All right. All right. No, whatever. This is down well, to watch. What's funny is I what? think in the history of this podcast, I'm wondering if there's a variation on that that's ever happened. I don't know. Maybe. Oh, like with like a slogan. Yeah, with it like God, you know, I, like hey, what I, do you think of this thing? Referencing the name of the thing and what we're gonna do. Well, or or how about this? Like uh-huh. the bunch of like man on the street interviews. Of like yeah. people going like you know, <laughs> I already know what it is. It's the stupid Ooh. cereal, uh, Mailchimp. That's what, what I'm that? thinking. What the is that? Mailchimp thing from the cereal podcast. Oh, Mail Mailchimp, 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 Mailchimp. Do you remember that? There's a bunch <laughs> of people on the street cereal. with like street sounds going like saying the word Mailchimp over and over, and oh, that was their commercial funny. for Mailchimp. Oh. And at the end, some foreign girl said it in a very awkward and cute way. Yeah. And she became like famous just from being the girl on that commercial oh. who said, Mailchimp? <laughs> I don't remember it. That I like that idea, actually, though. I'm like, you well, just, yeah, like, go I to just people, copied it. Right, or just go, yeah, but just go to the people on the street and then just say a phrase and be like, hey, can you just say this phrase for me real quick? Just however you want to mm-hmm. say it, just say the You phrase. know what you could do? You could yeah. go on Cameo and have Chris Christie say that. Oh, that's good. We are yeah. not a politics podcast. No, we are we're not. not a politics podcast. <laughs> this, is, this is the show. This is the episode after mm-hmm. the, American, uh, the American election. It's a good thing. We've since uh, moved to Zimbabwe. No, we've moved to Sri Lanka. No. What am I doing? No, we're still in the United States. What am I doing right now? You just time. Are you voting? This. You just time stamped this episode. You just time stamped it for life. Yeah, I wanted to. That's fine. Yeah, I wanted so that you know that we're not talking about anything political. Right. Instead, we're talking about two shows that started up. Just uh, last uh, couple weeks, I think, right? Or both in the last week? Good, no, Good Lord Bird actually is uh, uh, six deep. This starting this week, I believe. Five okay. or six deep. So, yeah, it's about a month and a half, month, a little over a month, yeah. And then Queen's Game okay. is like two weeks, a couple weeks, yeah. Wait, didn't we do this in our last upcoming episodes uh, thing? We did it in September, it actually, yeah. Ah, I that's where I'm making the mistake. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the first show we watched, yes, The Good Lord Bird. Uh, this is a yeah. show that's been getting a lot of buzz for for awards stuff. I don't know if you've heard that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it does. Uh, I don't know if specifically like awards, but it's like uh, it makes sense. Like that does make sense to me. Yeah. Well, it's got a lot of it's got cachet behind it. You know, it's uh, it's it's a poignant story. It's a book. It's a book that it's an award winning book. Uh, adaptation right. and it's being helmed by uh what's his name bloom uh, bloom blum no no i'm thinking of the actor ah, oh, helmed, ethan hawk ethan hawk that's yeah. what i'm thinking yeah yeah it's being led by ethan hawk right 
Yeah, he's a producer. I think he even co-wrote uh, at least the first episode, if not the whole darn thing. Mm. But uh, uh, yeah, that's man. interesting. Oh, he's, Do you know uh-huh. if he's written anything else before? Uh, I want to think like maybe did he have a hand necessarily in the the Richard Linklater uh, boyhood maybe or something like that where it's uh, like that time spanning thing. I can see that that could know? be maybe like a little improvised too. Right, that's what that's what I mean. Uh, let me just pull yeah. up a quick look. It says he wrote. Yeah, Blaze. I'm looking at before midnight. He's oh. he's he's yeah he's so he's listed as a writer on on before midnight, not on uh, boyhood. But right. I mean a writer on before midnight. That's. Oh, because that probably was probably better than Boyhood, right? Right, and I wonder why that one specifically, because there was obviously that's the, the other only. Two. Oh, that and something called Blaze, where he played a radio DJ. I don't no think clue. that's yeah, a no real clue. thing. Oh, okay, I see what it is. Oh, wow, wow. it looks like an artsy fartsy, uh, like a huh. biopic that nobody oh. watched, but he made because he probably loved the the person. Well, and he's been doing a lot of biopics lately. Like he did the the one on uh, so this like jazzy guy. Was it a it's country called, musician? Uh, because that's what Blaze is about. Blaze is about a, mu- a country musician named Blaze Foley. Oh, but living was, in the woods, living in the woods um, in a tree. That's what the memoir that he that da, 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 he uh, made it after. Let's see, well, I'm going way back here. I'm curious because yeah, it was like I thought I had the word. This was 2018. The the Blaze movie. Blue, blue. Uh, Maybe that, oh no, Born to Be Blue. He played Chet Baker in 2015. Uh-huh. I didn't think it was that long ago. Oh, okay. okay. I was gonna say yeah. not in front of mine, but I see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So the man knows how to make a, a passion project, or at least put his fingerprints on something that he want a story he wants to tell. Sure. So it seems like he's doing that here. Definitely, if he's getting a writing credit. Now yeah. I don't know that. I think. I think this is a very enjoyable show. Right off the bat, I want to say that I think a lot of people would like this. I think the show is fun. Yeah, okay, and this is the thing I wanted to get to, too, because that you had said like early on when we were trying to figure out what we are going to watch, that this wasn't necessarily something that you would just like jump out and be like excited we're just to gonna, watch. We're just going to let them peek behind that curtain, huh, Dan? We're yes, gonna, because... We're just going to pull that. All right. Because right. this is what I think is okay. interesting. This is what I think. It, no, no, but this Dude. is interesting because I you specifically said you thought this might... Yeah. Or it's going to feel like homework on the surface. Uh, we... The, we had a number. We had a ha- Dan presented a handful of options for this particular uh, episode, and I wasn't feeling uh, any of them, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, this one in particular was because it seemed like a prestige uh, piece of uh, uh, television, I guess, yeah. in this case. Uh-huh. Uh, and and prestige stuff to me is a little tough to uh, go towards because, like he said, I, like he said, I said, it feels like homework sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I said, maybe that's why I like genre stuff so much more because you've got yeah. one foot out the door in genre. You're like, ah, if it doesn't work out, we're just kidding. You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Whereas and if you're doing when with historical you do a prestige fiction, thing, yeah. you're trying, you're trying yeah. your ass off. But would you say after watching this, that this didn't Don't feel as much like home? What? Don't know what this is after having watched it. I definitely enjoyed it. It was yeah. a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't but feel, like, would you agree? Because for me, it didn't feel like a period thing. Um, I mean, it felt like. It in felt terms like of period. language, in terms of like the way like the language is dealt with in some ways and like the comedy, it felt a little more mm-hmm. modern in those ways. That kind of helped, I think. Well, I yeah. think definitely, that's why I was saying at the beginning, I think people will like this. I want to lay that out clear. Yeah. But I definitely think people with a little bit more knowledge of how TV stories are told. Mm-hmm. might find the pacing and the like structure of this first episode kind of weird. I did. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. And that's why I was like, I don't know what this is. Cause it's not structured like a, like a historical, like, yeah. you know, telling yeah. an all like a story. Uh, well, also- and honestly, mm-hmm. the, the only thing it kind of brings to mind is sort of, uh, uh, Lovecraft country, not oh, with any oh. of the supernatural stuff, but the yeah. way the story is being put together. Where you're kind, kind of, trying of a to string of like moments of crazy, basically. Right. Yeah. Which I I think you you get away with more, and it kind of makes sense to have that as like a first episode because you're just like similar to how like premieres work and finales work in most shows. You kind of throw a lot of stuff in there. It's not typical of how the show necessarily is going to roll out in the future. Um, but in this case, it, we're we're coming to it from the point of view of the little girl slash boy. I think it's really a boy, right? But we're dressing boy, her up yes. like a girl. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, Onion, who we call Onion, enslaved mm-hmm. boy. Uh, we're coming into the into the world of John Brown through Onion's eyes, which feels like madness because John Brown is a kind of a lunaticish a- dude. So I think a little more than kind of a lunaticish dude. Yeah. Uh. So. Uh, up front, we should probably say this is based on a true story. This is a real person that existed in real life mm-hmm. uh, who was an abolitionist, mm-hmm. but a I don't know. You can't really be an extreme abolitionist because that's the only way you can be an abolitionist <laughs> for that time. For be. that time period, yeah, especially, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, definitely for the time period. Yeah, but he was also his. He was extreme in his uh, methods. Let's say right more than. He was, he was, and, and there's a scene in this, uh, show where he, where he condemns a man, let's say with a, with a tool of a a farm tool. That was shocking. Yeah. The, that scene, he, and throughout the whole episode up until that scene, he Mm. seems mad. He seems somewhat mad, like, uh, barely holding it enough to put together a pretty wily plan, Mm -hmm. but, but barely. And when he's not out carrying out his plan, when he's doing literally anything else, he seems fully nuts. Yeah, right. And he's and in this particular scene, he's yelling, screaming, giving a speech that seems like he's given it before many times. Right. Uh, in the rain, in the mud, in the night. Yeah. He seems like a truly wild and crazy person, like a wild and crazy person. No, like a wild, <laughs> crazy person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything he says in those words is a hundred percent true and correct like if like he's basically telling his sons if this man did to your family what he has done to black people would you forgive him or would you kill him right or would you not just kill him like erase his existence right yeah 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 and the and the sons have no other thing but to say yeah that's what i would do they're not happy about it but they're like yeah yeah, and it's interesting to see him in the context of around being around his sons who kind of always mm-hmm. are trying to like put him in check a little bit because they, they see the madness, but at the same time, right. they know there's a good cause there. So, yeah, uh, like with the, with the long prayers and stuff. And like, so it's, uh, I think that helps like to see his madness, but then also give it a context for what everybody's trying to do mm-hmm. with it. They clearly, clearly his sons, but even more than his sons, because his crew is not just his sons. He's got a right. handful of rabble outside. Yeah. They all respect him enough to like continue to have him in charge. Uh, we, he does run into now. And I, I, I misunderstood somewhere in this episode that he was not the preacher. Oh, uh, you mean, well, there's a reverend, there's a reverend guy. I'm sorry. Well, you know I mean? okay. Yeah. 
He's not a I'm reverend sorry. per se or a preacher, but he is like a right. preacher. He's very they much kept like referring to they, as soon as he uh, had that argument with the reverend. Yeah, uh, they started referring to the reverend and the old man, and I right. was immediately confused. I was like, "Wait, that's the same person?" Uh-huh. Because of all the praying and stuff. Because I thought, yeah. "Oh, he's a reverend." Also, right. he's dressed in all in black and stuff like that. Kind of looks, yeah, right, uh huh. So you're he saying talks it was about a little God all the time. So yeah, yeah, right. Uh, so I was a little confused right there. Um, and then what yeah. happens in the episode? I, we're just gonna spoil the episode. Uh, yeah, it's only the first out. one, and they spoil it for us. It's one of those shows where they tell us the ending up front. It's true. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Although they don't tell you, they do tell you up front that would that that fighting with the Reverend would cost him a son. They tell you that straight up after the Reverend oh, oh. rides away. Right. You don't know what son. Right. You find out well, eventually. I was going to say his fate as well, though, because he hangs. He's about to oh, hang. Oh, right. Right. So I'm just saying he's going to die. Also, we know that. We I know can. That, yeah. You can always go back to the whole historical history can't have spoilers it's history mm-hmm. you know right. you can't can't spoil a historical thing but yes the show begins with john brown john brown right? john brown uh, at the end of a noose right and he says uh, some other words that he says his last words at the end of this episode he says yeah. them at the end of his life uh this world this country is beautiful is that correct yeah that's something like that yeah Something, Something very, to the extent yeah. of this is a beautiful country. Right, right. And so it the thing feels is very poignant. Right. And I was curious too because this uh, this is just like a seven episode mini series. Basically, it's a it's a mm-hmm. one off one season thing, just like the, the show we're going to talk about later. And uh, um, I was curious like what the time frame was going to be for that. And it looks like just on my, my looking at research because they don't say what year he hangs in, but. He looks no. like he does for the most part. So it's it's basically over one year, over the last year oh, okay. of, his the last life. year of his life. Yeah, because it was starting in 58, and then he dies in 59 in, in real life. So I'm assuming, mm-hmm. yeah, this is all going to be over kind of the the ramping up of his big uh, thing, which is supposedly what, it's like an armory. It's like a robbery of an armory or something is the big okay. uh, finale uh, this, thing. It definitely makes more sense for anything biopic to... Uh, to be limited in its to be a limited series because yeah the life was limited it doesn't make any sense right. to like well if the ratings are really good maybe we could stretch it fuck off well, make your story and finish it well i was gonna say too even in a practical standpoint of of uh movie making or tv making for actors and people like ethan hawk they don't want to be wrapped up in a show usually yeah. that's gonna like string you uh, along for sometimes. years sometimes it depends that's a, a steady paycheck as the lead of a show uh is kind of a cush gig yeah uh, but, but even like Hawks is more of an him. artist yeah He's, exactly he likes to right. do he likes doing different stuff right right like there's plenty of people who have been on like uh i don't know uh, modern family uh-huh. that are like ha money oh blah 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 yeah but totally. then there's people who are like the Walking Dead that are like this show is miserable. Like I can't even get out of here. Working yeah, on this show. Right, right. And those are a lot of actors that work for a long time trying to make it, and then you make it, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, now I have more offers, and you're stuck. Oh yeah, right yeah. afterwards. Or you, or you come back. You right. Know, What's her name's coming back yeah. from the? Uh, well, or you don't get to do what you always wanted to do, which is what happened to Ed O'Neill because he always wanted to play a goddamn police officer, and he got stuck playing sh- uh, schlubs basically <laughs> because of right? children. 
Did he never play? He police even officer? got to play. Yes, he did. Oh, okay. He was the lead of the remake of Dragnet, the TV show oh. that came out after Married with Children went off the air. But people could oh. not take him seriously as a police officer, and that show tanked. Oh, it was a show after, even after the movie, the Tom Hanks movie, all that. Oh stuff. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. oh, years Married with Children kept going oh, after that. I was gonna say, okay. I remember that. Yeah, that show was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it was, a it, TV, it was a TV show. Yeah. Ed O'Neill Helm Dragnet remake. I think I watched. I think I remember. Watching I watched that, the actually, first one. I yeah. liked the OG Dragnet. When I was a kid and I watched Nick at Night. Uh huh. Mind you, I was watching Nick at Night. So it was late and I probably shouldn't have been watching television. Right. Also, uh, it was. Nick at Night is classic television, but like the best of classic television, classic television. Yeah. And the best of classic television is like watching the best basketball players practice fundamentals. Right. Like, like almost like 99% of the game is right there. Yeah. Like, like you're watching them do almost everything you need to know about basketball to right. play basketball. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I got to go. Watching old TV is like good, good old TV. Dick yeah. Van Dyke show. Uh, I love Lucy. Lucy. Of course, yeah, yeah. Like uh huh. Right. Yeah, I got to go That's, back and it watch. Really is. I really wanted to go back and watch. Um, actually, the uh, Mary Tyler Moore show because it was on. Hulu. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah I, like, I love oh, Mary Tyler Moore is, show. And I watched You're the first one. It. It was, yeah, and just watching the first one, I was like, oh, this is such a. Whoa, oh, I still remember the end. I saw the end before. I mean, I, I saw. I didn't obviously I didn't see the end when it happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw the end of the show. I I saw. I don't know if I saw the whole show, but I saw enough of the show to know everything that happened. And I saw the end of the show and the ending scene. And then maybe like ten years later, they started having uh, those VH1 shows about like the greatest mm, moments of TV mm-hmm, and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And that ending is among them. And I was like, ah, I saw that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I had yeah. like I had experienced that on my own, and I was like, ah, that's cool. Oh yeah, that is cool. Yeah, like mm-hmm. just like the um, Dick or no, what's his name? Uh, uh, shit, I'm gonna forget his name now. The, the greatest TV thing of all time. Well, one of them that yeah was the uh, oh no, Bob Hope was it the Bob, no not no the, Bob Newhart Bob, Bob Newhart. Newhart Bob Newhart Bob Newhart's the best ending of any TV show of all time. Yeah, he wakes up in an old TV show that he was on. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, Holy that's crazy. Shit, How I still cool. haven't seen it. I've just heard about it. Dude, but, watch yeah. it. It's on YouTube, but. You also have to know his wife from the Bob Newhart show because she's so good. She was really, really funny. Okay. Like she was, she, she was as funny on that show as he was. Whereas on Newhart, he carried the show. Like right. Newhart was the guy. Yeah. But yeah. him, it was like Lucy and Ricky on right. the Bob Newhart show. Yeah. You know, two hander. But yeah. You know, and whereas the Lucy show was just Lucy and Ethel. And come on. Right. Nobody came for Ethel. All right. Um, <laughs> Back to <laughs> Did we go off on a tangent? Oh, tangential moment. Uh Keith David. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I always it's cool, Keith man. David. I know. Whenever he comes out. He is like God, there for two so seconds, cool. but I'm like Oh yes! All right, yeah, we need to. Don't, we need I'm to just happy to see you. Is he coming and back? To I don't. Or I don't know. No, I can't tell. Okay, uh, I didn't do it on purpose, but mm-hmm. I was like, "That's Keith David." Uh-huh. What uh, video game was he in where he played Keith David? <laughs> and so I went to his IMDb page, uh-huh. and then I clicked on the Good Lord Bird, and I saw he was only on one episode. Oh, you did see that? Okay. Yeah. So then, so I did run into that information, but right. No, that's cool. Yeah. I was curious. There's a there's a game. There's actually a game where the fourth game, you're the president. Uh-huh. And in between the third and fourth game, you elected uh Keith David as your like Secretary of State. 
<laughs> or no, you're a chief of staff. Chief and he's staff. the voice. And he's his own. His and it's own Keith voice. David, the person <laughs> playing. That's Keith hilarious. David, That's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. And he's and he's awesome. Uh, 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 you can have sex with every single character in that game, with the exception of Keith David. Yeah. That's funny. Yep. That's funny. Yep. <laughs> Pretty good. And it makes Pretty you good. think how they cast it. Like, did they write it out? And then we're like, oh, let's try and get Keith David to play himself, you know? And then he's probably I think like, you can oh, try to have sex with him. And uh-huh. he says, are you kidding? I'm motherfucking Keith David <laughs> with a voice about 17 octaves lower than I just did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking dope. Anyways, That's funny. That's Keith David, funny. he's great. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't take me out of things either when he appears. He absolutely belongs in like this this world. Right. Like, I wish he His, was part of the gang. He's the only- just kind of like holding the door closed. Well, you know what's funny that th- it threw me off a little bit was that his beard was so manicured and tight <laughs> that I was like, uh, if we were shaving beards like that back then. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you're on cam with anything but a perfectly manicured beard. Or shaved. Like beard. he's usually just like straight up shaven. Mm. Um, dude had a mustache. Just a mustache still rocks. Uh, um, random things about oh I didn't know what a good lord bird was and I didn't really research what necessarily that exact bird is I don't know if it's it's probably not called a good lord that's probably just no, like a nickname for it but but that was the interesting way that the yeah way that they explained it you understood yeah. exactly like oh you've yeah known things like that in other stories sure sure Isn't yeah. that, I'm trying to think there's other stories oh what uh, which one called to, to kill a mockingbird that's literally oh. to kill a mockingbird yeah right right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No, so that's fine. But yeah, yeah, I've seen that in stories before. It's cool. Well, it's just um, funny because I wrote that down. I was like, what is a good Lord bird? And then they gives them the feather and then we see the bird and then the bird dies. Yep. You know, so we got a whole yeah, thing. It's a nice little cycle that, that kind of gives you maybe the uh, the the cycle that you're going to see John Brown go through, right? Right. Like the pe- right. Uh, he's going to be killed for his goodness or whatever. Sure. Um, uh, going back to that scene that I was talking about earlier, uh, mm-hmm. uh, when they break into the house of the associate of uh, oh. of uh, the guy they're chasing, right? Uh, they put his family, you know, up against the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take one of the sons. Maybe in a second, you can tell me what that's about. Uh, and then they take him out to kill him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool scene because he goes in there and he's he's ready to raise hell, but the man of the house stands up. He's going to defend the house quickly. Yeah. That's put away and he said no 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 john brown is in charge here you sit down and i'm gonna make you very scared but then it seems like he sits down and he goes you know what you are just a guy and i am gonna talk to you and everything seems to be going the way of the of the farmer yeah until he starts using the n-word right and that's john brown just the wrong direction yeah and yeah. when he's making his speech about all the things that he would do to anybody who did any any of the things this man has done to slaves to yeah. his family he lists those things and then he lists the people who he would do those things to yeah. and he lists his family and he li- or he lists like his wife his children his family he lists his neighbors and anyone who laughed at his jokes that's <laughs> fucking badass man yeah, yeah that's great i i am going to destroy your existence so thoroughly that i will murder people just for finding humor <laughs> in things you said like jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing that is, is like what that's why how that committed that's how you smite someone. Right. And Ethan Hawke, that's why I think he that's the dude that I think it might win something is for this show's yeah. performance because uh that's not like he doesn't usually do kind of like nope. over the top performances like very this. understated stuff. He's yeah. Real quiet. He's a master of 
without like training day day. right he's the sidekick i was thinking of training day exactly yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. squinty eyes yeah barely uh barely uh uh, open lips and like a like a like a question about his authority right (laughs) yeah basically yeah 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 but no he's all spitting vinegar here and it's cool literal spit yeah i couldn't believe how much spit was coming from his mm-hmm. mouth and there's I'm, a lot yeah, of fluids crazy. in this in this uh and you know what they reference this. too is like they say something about how uh it's in the voiceover by onion where he's talking about how like when you when you deal with a liar you 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 know oh yes respond this I was way i just and telling t- someone about that earlier uh-huh. so uh i guess I'll, I'll throw together as quick a, a synopsis of what it appears the overarching uh umbrella of the story is going to be but james uh john brown Basically, uh, bushwhacking his way through the edge of the Confederacy, uh, trying to free slaves because he thinks that that's what God would want. It says right mm-hmm. there in the Bible, don't do none of this bullshit or else God should come down and kill you. Right. And since God isn't physically coming down, it must mean he wants me to go do it. So I better go do it. Yeah. That's his deal. Right. The show starts where he comes in or he's going to shave uh, by some black people in their little black people shed. Undercover, like uh, undercover. And the owner of those black people comes over and starts some trouble with him. Mm -hmm. He defends those black people. And in the ensuing commotion, a man is killed and his son, who John Brown mistakes as a as a female, uh, is rescued, quote unquote, from this Mm -hmm. gunfight scenario. Right. Uh, Now thinking this girl, this boy is a girl. He puts her in a dress. She accidentally eats his lucky onion. She is now named Onion. Little onion. Yeah. Um, and now we're going to watch basically his, her interactions with this John Brown fellow throughout yeah. the rest of this episode. Yeah. And the voiceovers uh, from, from her and yeah, character. And so and he character, is telling yeah. you the story of what's happening. Yeah, and, and he's, he's a narrator because we leave John Brown from time to time and follow Little Onion. Right. On other adventures. Right. And then those images like, sorry. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Specifically when he meets one other slave that is another named oh, character right. in the show. Right. Yeah. But then, and then it, I like that when we see those beautiful images of like during magic hour of like him with a gun and a Bible on the side of a, a mountain, you know, it's like very, it's like yeah. early morning time and he's just like ranting and raving with, with dealing with God and whatever. And mm-hmm. that perspective is, I think from onion too, right? Like observing right. him on that hill doing sure. these things, he's, right? There's, so. something, there's something majestic. There's something obviously biblical about him. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. take a, take a closer look and he's also a crazy person. Right. But you'd have to be to do the things that he's doing. Right. And so the, the, I think it's important, too, that we know that because it's at the last year of his life, which we don't really know that in the story, but we can tell it's leading that way because he's saying he's going to die for his cause and all these things. But in reading some of the historical context, um, by the time he made his way out towards Kansas, I get and they even reference this with the reverend character who doesn't agree with how it went down because he was sloppy. He kind of did that in a sloppy way where he, he rescued Onion, right, and had the the parent of onion killed and that wasn't done in the way that i guess they usually operate where they kind of like research the area and the land and so they can kind of kidnap people without anybody Mm -hmm. knowing what's going on well because it because it it wasn't part of the plan it it happened in the spur of the moment like right like uh well it it does go back to john brown's craziness a little bit yeah but he i don't know the the episode itself doesn't tell us whether he uses it uses as an excuse or is truly offended by the man's use of uh of swearing He's, right he keeps saying uh damn he keeps saying damn this and damn that yeah and john brown keeps telling him stop swearing 
the 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 man he's yelling that's yelling at him is barely thinking about the swears and is going crazy about something completely different but john brown is seemingly only focused on the fact that every now and then he says damn and that's swearing right and he is a man of god and swearing will have to be like corrected yeah. if need be by gun yeah right right and says damn a third time john brown pulls his gun out fails at loading it and shooting it at him <laughs> and is only saved because uh the bad guy's gun backfires in his hand right yeah 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 because but i'm gun suck so what I heard, what I've read though, is that the, is the people like in this area of Kansas, like not really the, it's like the border, right? Between like the Midwest yeah, and the South. that's what I was saying, the, the, the edge of uh, the, the Union and the Confederacy. Right. But these people supposedly, and I don't think John Brown as a person knew this in, in real life, is that they batted down the hatches more so and they had protections in place for their people. So when he was doing that, like, that's why I'm saying it didn't necessarily go down like how like he would have planned, you know, and it was because mm-hmm. there was that whole incident. I think it was called the bleeding something of Kansas, you know, oh. or they're in bleeding Kansas, but then they call it the bleeding something massacre. Right, yeah. And there was like this whole thing that happened. Yeah. So so I'm just saying he was com- he was get- getting combative. Uh, it wasn't always like this as he was doing all his abolitionist stuff. Early and again, on, you know? we're seeing the last year of his life. So right. wherever right. he came from, this is how he ended up. Exactly. And, you know, it could easily be that he's just getting a little more loosey-goosey with how he's running things and a little crazier and wackier. And that's what we're observing for the whole show. That's what we're going to observe for every episode. Oh, did you, you watch the... Okay. On, yeah. Huh? On the next episode, did you did you see that little part at the end? Oh, the, like, saw any of that? next? No, I didn't, I didn't see it. So we're going to see historical figures, uh, Harriet Tubman and uh, oh, Frederick right. Douglass at some point. Now, too, I, so. know Frederick Douglass, du- I know Frederick Douglass. My mouth works. <laughs> uh, because it's uh, David Diggs is playing him from, right. uh, from, uh, from much stuff, but I guess... Uh, uh, train spotting. Uh, or not Hamilton, train spotting. Super famous. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I did. I didn't know Harriet Tubman. Uh, but that's cool. Yeah, they're uh, roping in some figures, which I don't know how the accurate it all is, but um, I don't. I don't know how fun this show is going to be. This episode is yeah. kind of fun, and yeah. I don't know how fun. The obviously the subject matter is not fun, right? But Bob, the character of Bob, which is the other the other slave that he meets, he calls him. Uh, oh, coward. Robert Bob. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. Um, is also very fun. He's also a yeah. super fun character. Yeah. Uh, I like him more than I like our main character. Uh, yeah. Little Onion is not a great actor, uh, and it's yeah. the two shows we're talking about. Uh, at least the two episodes we're talking about juxtapose two child actors, and I think the mm. the little girl actor is far better actor than this kid. Sure, but this uh, kid I think is supposed to be playing this kind of like traumatized Neo. kid slave role, right? Which is like, yeah. imagine being well, born into slavery no, and then growing really up. is traumatized once. And I thought that was a little, that was in keeping with the show's humorous sort of bent uh, when he starts crying, when he starts crying right in the camp. Uh-huh. Do you remember that? You know the, the part that I'm talking about? He's sitting on the after, stump in, with the captain. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, but it's, I'm after saying- the, it's in, the, in the first scene where he bites the onion when he oh, it's when he's uh, somebody starts to like clean him or something uh, like put uh-huh. waters, puts water on his face uh-huh. and like that shocks him and he starts to cry. Right. And then uh, the captain's like, oh, crap. Uh, give yeah, him a yeah. dress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. right. No, um, 
I'm just saying because really I'm saying that character was born into trauma, though. I'm saying when you're a, when you're a child of slavery, you're born oh, into course, trauma yeah. your whole life. So you're gonna be a little meek and a little like and a little. Definitely meek. only felt like he responded to his dad's brutal murder one time though. Like I like yeah. he just seemed to go with the flow kind of thing with everything that was kind of going on most right of the time. Right, and it, it makes sense if he's like a a character ins or a audience insert character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that changes later, right? I guess, like, for this first Well, moment. at the end of this know. episode, that kid says, and I didn't see him for another year. I know they say that, but then I don't know if that means that we are going to time jump or we're going to fall. Or now. just, no, because at the end, he says they can finally take this dress off. Because what I was thinking is oh, he says that, okay. but maybe he just meets him as a boy and it's just like, doesn't bring up that he's also that girl that he knew. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, anyways good lord bird i think it's yeah. a show that people will like i think people like westerns mm -hmm. will like it i mm -hmm. think people who are looking for good acting there's great acting oh the guy the reverend the actor yeah that was, was not gary cole no but it could have been gary cole that's interesting and who is, am i yeah that's one thing yeah i know gary cole from that uh office space. Gary cole. that character is gay like even when i looked at him i was like is it him? Hey, he's got yeah. that. He's got the. No, no, it's not him. No, no, for sure it's not him. No, no, no. So, I know. I looked, and then I looked it up, and I was like, "But that's such a Gary Cole part." I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, he could have. He could have done that because yeah, you needed somebody older. You needed somebody kind of setting their ways and not and to somebody who maybe at one point you would be on the side of, but now that you look at him, real right. sleaze bucket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um. And something we mentioned when this back in the September episode, this is a um, Blumhouse TV show. So this is a this is a a show from Blum, Stephen Blum, Stephen Blum. Uh, and they don't have a whole bunch of TV. They've obviously got, got a bunch of movie uh, experience with the right. uh, Annabelle and the uh, Conjuring series. With mainly the, horror, uh, right? horror stuff. Yeah, mainly horror. Yeah, mm -hmm. but the other stuff too. Uh -huh. They've got a couple. They've got they got a handful of non. Uh, oh, the show, the miniseries, The Loudest Voice. Do you remember that? Oh, is that a movie? That was uh, The Loudest Voice. Oh, was that the one based on... Um, that was a TV show, yeah, for that uh, was a, miniseries. That was a Blumhouse production. Oh, wow. Okay. TV. okay. So they specifically made Blumhouse TV just to make their TV shows. They made that. They made this Indian zombie web series that actually kind of looks kind of interesting called huh. Vital. Okay. Uh, the one we just talked about was Into the Dark. That seems kind of like a testing ground for his uh, horror directors. It's okay. an anthology series. Oh. I think it's on Amazon. Right. Uh -huh. And then most recently, The Purge, the TV show, Sharp Objects, which oh. I didn't know that was them either. That's oh. like a that's, that's like HBO a show. critically acclaimed one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's pretty. That's cool. from huh. Blood TV. Hmm. That's interesting. And I have here, what the fuck is Sacred Lies? Have you ever heard of Sacred Lies? Sacred Lies? No, I don't think so. It's been on. It's been for four seasons already. I'm sorry. I, wow. That I didn't need to swear right there. Absolutely <laughs> not. I just couldn't find. I couldn't find something. I was like, what? Uh, but that. So that's the <laughs> oldest show then that they have, right? Oh no, that's a TV movie. It says it's a TV. That one. It was a. It was a Facebook show that is now on Peacock. Oh, okay. It's, but it's two years it's old. It's, it looks like it says Peacock. 2018. Two seasons, from what I see here. Uh, oh, my bad. Teenager with no hands is suspected of knowing who killed her cult's right. leader and lands in juvenile detention. Wow. Also anthology-ish because uh -huh. uh, 
that character is not the main character. Oh, okay. Huh. But yeah, that is the first character listed on the Wikipedia page. Oh, wow. I started to go down into a wormhole, mm-hmm. and as soon as I found found out that it started on Facebook Watch, I was like, eh, nope. Yeah, that's a little rough. But you said it moved. Did it move to something more? Uh, Peacock. Okay, okay. But, you know, Facebook seems to be doing that. They yeah. they seem to want to do like uh, kind of like how Amazon had that pilot project, but right. they make the shows. It seems like Facebook does like a a pilot season po- uh, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. project and then sells the show to somebody. Right, right. Kind of like what um. Yeah, a little Lime bit different, like with the YouTube originals, right yeah. kind of like yes. what that ended up being, which they yeah. didn't intend to do that, but it ended right. up being that. Yeah. I don't think Facebook yeah. intended to do it either. I oh, think okay. It ended up being that yeah. Okay. All right. So, we're ready to move on? Or you what? want to move to the next show? Yeah. More than absolutely. happy. Cool. Uh, this was a show that I kind of felt like you were pushing to watch this show. Did, yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Like okay. early on, like I was... Uh, I already knew I was going to watch this show like before I heard anything at all, really, for the most part. But then hearing uh, the solid reviews, first of all, that were coming out like right, right when it got released. And then slowly, slowly over the last like two weeks, hearing um, a crazy amount of buzz for this show, partly, I think, because there's just nothing really else buzzy on right now. That's part of it, too. So it's filling a gap. It's filling a void. And it became, yeah, the number one, you know, top 10, number one show on Netflix. Number one thing on the Netflix. 10 yeah. and i i'm there with you i heard plenty about it before it came out a lot of podcasters not not um not my tv podcasters i mean they talked about it because it's an important or not important but it's like it's a know. popular show yeah but people on other shows who have sections where they just chat yeah a lot of people were bringing up that they like uh never not funny the okay. whatchamacallit uh, uh my favorite murder those yeah, people. and I was hearing on the Watch uh, podcast people uh, talking about it and kind of referencing the fact that they haven't seen a show with this much buzz around it from the the people right. that like it that are being vocal about liking it and uh, in a while. So I was like, okay, yeah, that's going to be uh, – I'm definitely going to see it. I've only seen the first one because I just kind of wanted to just ease our way in and not cloud anything too much – uh, about what's going to happen. Um, not that you you care or, any, or anybody would even well, care let if me, I watched it. Let me explain before Dan just throws around what I care and don't care about. Uh, <laughs> Did we say the name of the show, by the way? I mean, it's going to be oh, obvious. No. It's Gambit. Netflix's new original, uh, not original, uh, adaptation of a book. Um, but it is a Netflix original Queen production Queen. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Right. Uh I do you want to give a quick summary before I explain my reticence? Well, I uh, this is from what I know, just have se- having seen only the trailer and the first episode, and what let's see, IMDb's one sentence thing: uh, an orphaned nine-year-old prodigious introvert Beth Harmon discovers and masters the game of chess in the nineteen sixties, uh, but child stardom comes at a price. And so, yeah, we could tell from the trailer as well, even that she, I knew she was going to have some like kind of drug issues, some kind of substance abuse uh, problems. And right. um, that's it. I think for the most part, we just see her kind of like playing chess and battling her demons. Right. So, so yeah. when Dan brought this as a suggestion, it was clear that that's the one Dan wanted to talk about. And if mm-hmm. we were going to talk about a second show, whatever, but, Definitely want to talk about the Queen's Gambit. I was even crazy enough to propose we watch the entirety of the thing. Seven episodes. Yeah. Which is not a wild idea, but I probably no. wouldn't get through it. And the truth is, I told him, yeah. I was like, 
I'm not sure how I feel about the Queen's Gambit. Uh, and the mm-hmm. reason was I, I we I didn't I'm just explaining it to a Dan to the, it to Dan right now because it was a little bit long winded, but um, to text. But uh, yeah. I I had heard everything very specifically from the ladies from my favorite murder, but generally from the people from podcasts that I listened to that were talking about it and yeah. from media podcasts. Yeah, uh, where it was a very split decision on fighting with the war in the war room on the televerse on podcasts like that. It was 50 50, pretty much. People liked it, and 100 percent on all the other shows, right? Okay, okay, so you feel like you were getting a little more of a broad spectrum of exactly what the show was. I got a very good feeling about what the show was and the things that they liked. And I said very specifically because I think they, the, the girls from My Fair Murder like lined it up mm-hmm. all the things they loved about it was things i don't like about tv shows about right. very particular tv shows yeah and it's not that i think they're bad things it's right. just things that i know i it's don't a taste like. it's, it's like a taste uh, if you went to a restaurant where you knew they used here in los angeles there's a restaurant that's called the stinking rose i love it it's delicious yeah but every Thing in that restaurant is made with lots of garlic. Right. That's why it's called the stinking rose. Yeah. Yeah. If but, you don't yeah. like garlic, mm-hmm. that is a very good restaurant that you cannot go to. You right. won't like it. Like seafood. And that's for how me, I it's seafood. Like I don't like there I don't go. like seafood. So I love seafood. Yeah, yeah. Love yeah. a good clam bake. Just pour a bunch of seafood on the table and let me yeah. go at it with my hands. Sure. sure. Dan, you want to have that? No, no. Maybe sushi, but covered in, uh, uh, you know, wasabi and uh, soy and ginger, you know. My youngest brother yeah. went with us to one of those places and he does not eat seafood. He straight looked her in the eye and said, waitress, may I have a hamburger? <laughs> and did she say uh, salmon burger? I'll give you a salmon burger. Yeah. She doubled over laughing. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, so you, I, so you knew this wasn't your flavor. I it. Yeah, I knew it was gonna. Be. But what was the thing? Looking. What was the thing that they said that that you speci- uh, that you were? It, getting- it's themes, sort of like yeah. this, like whole pressure to perform, sla- or yeah. yes, pressure to perform, stress that the things you do, the like the the lines you push to perform at your league. Uh-huh. It's a lot of stuff you see in sports stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, and that was something really interesting about the book. The book's super interesting. Just go read the Wikipedia page about the book. The okay. book is super interesting. But okay. the book is a is like a it's like a there's a particular kind of German story that's about it's oh it's boyhood. Uh-huh. The movie we just uh-huh. it. there's a very particular story type in Germany about going from boyhood or from childhood to adulthood. Yeah. Uh and the story has to like take time. go over that time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is a mix of that, a sports story, mm-hmm. and a third genre that I can't remember what it says on the Wikipedia page. And I was like, "Yeah, this is that's exactly right." Oh, like a like a an addiction story. Or something. All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it's like a very cool mix of a bunch of stuff that I don't normally watch. I just right. don't this doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Sports movies don't appeal to me. Like, uh, but, but you don't get all because, like, for me, I love and I, what I deem this as as I was watching this was the gifted person genre, right? Where you have like usually those people are tortured in some way, like a Goodwill Hunting or 
I listed off like a whole bunch. We can go through them later. And, 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 and uh, I have in my notes somewhere uh, where that it was wrong. I was incorrect, but sure enough, yeah. uh, I had written somewhere in my notes, when will the orphanage stop her playing? Right. Oh, I, I, yeah. And as I thought that, as I thought that, they said, hey, go to the office of the lady. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and right, right. Which You're I was like, surprised. Oh, she actually, the, that lady is actually kind of cool and they're playing against type there a little bit where they're just like, don't go to the basement. Okay, fine, whatever. She's still going to go. The no, no, no. That's like I. She's not being a malicious monster. Right. She's being a stern, uh, like person who runs this place. Yeah. I, that character has yet to disappoint. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I think because, by the way. what? What's that? It's what? It's a bad way to look at a character. I'm waiting <laughs> for that character to disappoint me. Well, the thing is, because so in a, in a show that's only seven episodes and we know her childhood thing is only like probably this one or two, if the show was all about her living in that thing, then we'd have to so, have those rhythms like where- Just cut back and forth? No, I think I, we're I, done. I, I think we're done after. That, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because it's mainly sex, this other uh, actress's right. story as an older lady. Yeah. I'll tell you this right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the things that they were selling, they were selling the show on were mostly about like her adult version. Right. So right. I did have that impression. Oh, so there's this four. Little- FYI, oh, four, four out of seven, the young girls in. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. The young girl is a great actress. She's yeah. excellent. Ayla uh, Johnston is her name. I okay. don't want to see the adult version of her. The the few moments I've spent with the adult version of her, I already don't care. I'm hmm. actually bummed out that hmm. that little girl ends up being whoever that person is because I already hate her in the first like ten minutes. I know she's <laughs> gonna be. I know yeah. she's wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. everyone who talks about this show says they love her. And can I? While we're all just on her, do you know her from anything else? Because I have a couple things I could rattle off that I've I seen do. her in. Because I looked it up, but I can't remember. Been, yeah, so I've been following her. Let me see this first thing that I remember Dude, seeing her. Okay. Wait, what? It's not okay. <laughs> no, she's only been performing since 2014 because she's obviously. Oh, that's young. creepy. Following no, her no. for six years. <laughs> no, let me. Oh, God, where's this movie at? Oh, Thoroughbreds, 2017. She did this indie movie. No. Um, and she plays versions. She has kind of one speed for the most part where she plays like a big eyed kind of. You know, just like deer in headlights ish looking oh, person. Okay, because that's not the character I got from from the moments we spent with her here. Well, I yeah, I mean, um, I'm probably not giving her enough credit, but at the same time, she does what she does really well. Even in that movie Emma, she was in that um, remake of uh, about the uh, uh, Pride and was a Pride and Prejudice writer, Jane Austen, the Jane Austen uh, oh, okay. uh, book Emma, and it's on uh, currently on HBO. Remake. Okay. No, there's another. Re- there's a. It's. A, uh, I'm sorry. It was just like an updated version of a well-trod story because uh, even uh, Clueless was based on Emma, on the uh, mm. story as a source material. I, I have, I have recently seen. Not recently. I have within the last three or four years seen an an adaptation of one of her books. Oh, okay. I think it was called Pride and Prejudice and Zombie. Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That counts. No, so yeah, so this actress, uh, let me say her name because I don't even, I didn't even remember her name. Anya Taylor Joy. Oh, was she also in um, the uh, the uh, what's this Glass and uh, Split? That's right. Yeah, oh, she was right. in Split, which was actually a year before. Yeah, those are the ones that popped up when I looked up her IMDb. Right. Yeah, and she's uh, yeah, no, she's a good actress, and um, 
And so, yeah, for me, like I to see her carrying this entire series is pretty cool. It's a good, it's an interesting move for her as a in her career. Yeah, and I hope it goes well for her. I haven't I haven't seen much of her acting. Like I said, I I like right. the little girl's portrayal of the main character. Hopefully, it's it's as good. Mm-hmm. Um, this this show did uh change my expectations or or, or turn on my expectations a handful of times. Okay. Uh, they do set up a lot of characters and they don't end up paying off the way you would expect them to set up. Uh, right. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I kind of can't get a feel on the how stylized this world is supposed to be. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, like because it, it's well, so we have this thing set up like from squ- square one from uh, square one of the chessboard, you know, we uh, with the drugs, with the because uh, we see her take as a in the opening scene. She takes these little pills before she goes right. to compete. Very. Chess. The uh, very cool looking pills. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Exactly but colored, like, shaped. Right, right. And we're actually not quite sure. Obviously, at the beginning, I mean, she does seem like she's hung over and been doing a lot of partying. But who knows right. what these pills yeah, are? She's got a person asleep in her bed that we don't see if it's a, a Man, male a or a female. Right. And right. Yeah, yeah. The so beginning that, was I. After all the trouble that I had starting it up, this beginning did not give me a lot of like positive uh, feelings. Okay, the intro right. her waking up in her yeah. in her rock star chess player bed, and but like, it kind of I like, like, the- like literally walking out the door and into like a super awesome chess thing where she's just gonna be like, bah. <laughs> well, okay, but the thing is, is the main thing there is the addiction part that we don't know is really necessarily this addiction. Then we see the origin of that right away with her going to this uh, boarding school and being given these pills that she's like seeing a benefit from in her life in terms of like it opening her mind to the the chess world and what she can do. And so, is that what you're saying with the stylized part of like seeing the pieces? In the ceiling and stuff. Like no, that no, I just or? think the world pops with a little more color than a than a place that would like oh, the show oh, doesn't oh. like the visual aesthetic of the show is not trying to be realistic. It's not trying to be like uh, a madman or, or yeah, uh, one of the that guy's shows, American Horror Story guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, Ryan not Murphy. That wild, but it's yeah. like. Kind of, it's it knows that that era has a really cool style to it, and yeah. so it's like hitting us with the colors and the shapes of that style, right? And I think some of the characters have like affectations that only exist on TV, yeah, very blatantly. Like the 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 black steward guy had constantly quoting the Bible and then like shortening it to what he actually means. <laughs> like he does it like three times in the show. I'm like, oh, so that's your gimmick that's, that's like your thing. thing yeah right so i think there's some stylization there's some mm-hmm. like there's some like uh, uh heightening heightened reality yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah right right heightened reality exactly so i i'm trying i try to get mm-hmm. a handle of how it is or where it's trying to go uh mm-hmm. it also it's also the the parts where she's a child are so set in a time where the style the visual style is so impactful that like uh a kind of a Gonna, uh, what's that called? Hmm. Sort of like tables, green tables, and the like. You know, everything looks made for like a factory and like kind of yeah. industrial, like an uh-huh. industrial. It had that industrial look of it, right? Yeah. Then it seems like her adult part is very in the mod, uh, uh, like even the way she yeah. dresses and kind of like as she's walking the 
the reporters or whatever, even they're like their horn-rimmed glasses and the yeah, the, yeah, the style is very mod, right? And I realized that those two styles were very prevalent in the times that they're portraying, yeah. But they just seem very like like calling attention to itself yeah. a little bit, like unnecessarily maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. For me, like, I yeah, I didn't really um uh take it take it like that in that same way. Yeah, and I was I was like kind of just rolled with with what they were giving me and didn't think anything too crazy of it, except for yeah, like yeah, because I think it's it, that kind of stuff. I don't think of as much like when what's that? It forgives character like character act actions when yeah. if the if the world is a little bit heightened, then I don't oh. mind characters speaking in slogans and like and like one liners. Right. Okay. Okay. I see but the more realistic a show is presented, the more I want the characters to be presented. And I feel like the show is riding the line. And it had a good balance, you're saying, actually. Like it had like uh, a pretty good a good balance yet. Oh, I know okay. it's riding the line. Whether or not okay. that's a good thing or a bad thing, probably you figure that out at the end of the show. Right. I know it wasn't a good thing at the beginning. Right. And at the end of the show, I wasn't sure. Yeah, I was so like, maybe it's cool. I find it interesting we're doing two shows. This is like this is why I like watching things back to back. I see this sometimes even when I watch like double features of of movies that have nothing nothing to do in my mind with any with each other and then you watch them and you see like a parallel. And the, between these two with the good lord bird with onion as a young character yeah, and I went the same with age. Actor thing is the thing that Yeah, stood I was up. like, "Oh wow, that's kind of crazy that that happened." And we're actually seeing both stories from that person's point of view predominantly. And so for uh for Queen's Gambit, we're going to continue to see obviously our main character's point of view but it's mm-hmm. going to be this kind of slight heightened reality for sure i think seeing as all her addiction kind of issues and then also how is she going to deal with becoming like a master uh chess right. player similar similar to like how a kid a child actor becomes uh you know an older so actor. so that so that the listener knows this first yeah. episode was an hour long it was a full hour yeah um uh, having said that, and going off some of the stuff you're saying, the uh-huh. pacing of this show, when compared to uh, the Good Lord Bird, uh-huh. was this show goes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. This show, and that I think maybe messed with my aesthetics a little bit because mm. I'm an old fart now, uh-huh. and I think maybe <laughs> this show is like even made for slightly younger people, right? Because that is the new normal. Maybe like uh-huh. you got to get because here's the thing this episode yeah you take the story apart and lay it out flat it's a fucking marvel origin story it's a superhero oh yeah it's like line by line there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of deviation Mm -hmm. the characters are being well acted and their deviations are interesting but the story's like projected like angle is pretty straightforward right it's it's the hero's beginning right yeah um so maybe the new normal is an unsubtle speed run through the 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 creation story uh-huh. so we can get to the story. Sure. If that's the case, then at least I understand why this show seemed a little simple in in the in the, in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Like yeah. a little uncomplicated in its in its portrayal of humans mm-hmm. and their motivations. Right. But if the motivation for the show to move that quickly is well like People know origin stories. We got to get that out of the way and right. get to the yeah. Then I understand a little bit more why I didn't jive as much with the way it was being told in this episode. Yeah, and then the, I feel like with an origin thing, you really, really need to get to the points of why we're even seeing that. Why do we care about 
this young person because we really need to just see those moments that really reflect on what they're going to become. Right. For the Wait, most let part. Me ask yeah. In this episode, why did you care? I cared about the little girl. I'm assuming you cared about her too, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting. There's little things peppered in that you kind of have to pay attention to, like her mom. So we're told that her mom, I don't know if you saw, her mom wrote a, is a PhD a in mathematics. Math right? Yeah, yeah she's, she's a math genius. So we're, we're immediately, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm making logic points to where we see, okay, now she can play chess. Okay, that's like in her genes a little bit maybe on that knowledge side of things. So it's not as much of a jump to be like, oh, you're just uh, you're just good at chess out of nowhere. Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like you're a freak yeah. with the math. Okay, is there a well, reason for that? And it kind of gives a slight, yeah. little bit of I a reasoning to that. I got the mom, the mom's character, and they don't, I'm, I'm guessing. There's not a lot. Get in, yeah. I'm guessing we're going to get mm -hmm. into it. Mm -hmm. But the mom was basically like a, like a genius version of a survivalist. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like she doesn't want to live on the grid. You mean? Yeah. That's mm -hmm. Part of like mm -hmm. her, like kind of losing touch with mm -hmm. reality mm -hmm. and her mental illness. Mm -hmm. But also in the fact that I think that she poured that stuff into her daughter. Right. Like, the so, math. Like, you need this. This is good stuff. And that, right. and, and that's why she's good at chess. Right. Not just from genetics, but because yeah. her mom went math, 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 math into right. her head. Right. Yeah. And, and I think just a side note but she is obviously the mom killed herself right we're supposed to take it as the mom drove that car into because remember that girl asked her her last words oh, like what was your mom's last words yeah that, that was crazy right yeah cut to that and then yeah. cut to her coming back saying i don't remember right excellent yeah what a yeah good yeah, yeah. Fuck that. that was yeah. another character i love the other little girl the black girl uh jolene mm -hmm. great joe what a great oh, like yeah. uh, the black girl like second banana yeah like, uh, you know and, and, a, and one that didn't go in the usual way of like somebody who's trying to be the kind of like hazing uh, older person, you know, like she or, does it a little bit, but at the same time, or she's, in that she is such an insane troublemaker that it would never make sense that this place would even put up with her right, because then right. you see her interact with the guy with the black dude yeah. and no the camaraderie. They understand they're playing yeah. their game. She right. goes out of line. He checks her. That's yeah. just the game they play. Yeah. I love it. It's so true to real life. Right. Like that, that the relationships between the characters seemed actually authentic. Yeah. Yeah. And that was almost like a, um, one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of a moment, oh, right? Where that. a little bit. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. Well, like, we're just in that we don't know, we don't know everything about the black dude, but yeah, everybody right. seems like we're expecting a lot of bad shit to go on. And then ultimately things okay. don't really go too sideways. If, but. if this was any other story, that guy is either a predator right. and he's a bad guy or he's probably gay and that's not okay at this time. So he's hiding. Right. right. Like, and yeah, then he's taking definitely. it out on them because he's kind of a, Possibly. Stuck in the closet guy, maybe. Yeah. Um, just uh, also linking uh, linking the two shows together real quick. I was just thinking, too, in terms of uh, trauma for the youth. Uh, both characters kind of, you know, one coming from the slavery day and like kind of the inherent trauma of that. And then her coming from her mom dying in front of her and telling her she's going to die. And whatever else we don't know that happened related to the mom, too. But um, and then that reflecting the future. Obviously, this is going to be more focused on the future of the character and like what it means to her to becoming an addict and things like that. Whereas onion, we're not going to really worry about too much. He's uh, not. Uh, yeah. She's not the is focus. the point of the story. He is yeah. not the point. Of the story. Right. 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 Which is fine based on the, the shows themselves. But, uh, yeah. no, no, no. and then I'm glad that the little girl sticks around for at least four because she's very good at portraying that character. I, yeah. I, I believe her. She's not that likable. I right. dislike. Oh, that reminds me. Yeah. I said believability earlier. 
Yeah. On that note, this is not something I expected. Uh-huh. The first time they go, the drug stuff, the way uh-huh. the little girl gets into the drugs, I think is sloppily done. I yeah. think it's not, it's not great. Uh, it jumps and, very quickly to like, she's addicted like that. And, yeah. and but it's because they didn't just sell you on her addiction. They also sold you on the whole mechanism she has for saving up pills. Right. Uh, they, there was a lot of information in that tiny little space yeah. that involved a child building a system of obtaining drugs they're addicted to. Yeah. And it was told in like a minute and a half montage. Right. And I was like, right. that's a bigger story point than you guys gave a credit there. Well, but all right. And especially where like when she first takes it, she's wobbling around. And what kid do you know that would want to take something that does that? You know, so it's like pills affected her are a little silly. Yeah. And this is where I get into believability. I mm-hmm. was mistaken when I first saw them put the chessboard on the roof and she started hallucinating oh. chess moves. Yeah. I thought that was very, very stupid. Yeah. Turns out yeah. Okay. that uh-huh. and all the chess playing shown in the whole series get a uh-huh. huge stamp of approval from chess uh, oh. groups everywhere. They oh. say this show nails chess. Oh, wow. Huh. I wouldn't that uh, from what i saw i wouldn't have guessed it. yeah yeah you mean well they're, they're saying just from a standpoint of like the way a science scientist watches this thing in space but also the tournament the way that because oh. i was also going to be like this is stupid <laughs> what do you mean she like how she's when she like, did the simultaneous game thing yeah, yeah when she did the simultaneous fight oh that's because real that, though you never you knew that the, the tournament not what you I'm knew sorry? that, right? You knew that that simultaneous no, gaming thing happens like that but yeah also like the 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 stage, the stage, stagedness. Uh, that's not uh-huh. uh, the way it was okay. like presented was so silly. Where uh-huh. she like, and it was the second time in one episode that they do that. Where where she to the old man, and yeah. she's like, "I want to play chess. You can't play chess. Girls don't play chess. Chess is not for you." And then the next time, she's like, mm, and he just points at the chair. Right. right. Fine. We got yeah. that joke out of the way. He's so gruff. <laughs> yeah. And then they do it again. They do the same gag well, again. He, um, when he walks, she walks into the room in, the, in that horseshoe of chairs, yeah. uh, of desks, and yeah. the teacher doesn't talk to her. Right. She just stands <laughs> in the middle <laughs> as students file in, yeah. and then he just starts yelling directions. He's like, yeah, yeah. saying, yeah. dictating directions. Right. Like, it seems like that, that I'm like, okay, so you're not pretending this is real life this is movie it's world her heightened in the cool. yeah it's willing to heighten in those moments from when it's like her reality of like seeing these like oh the big big boys coming in the room kind of thing, you know mm. intimidation or whatever the hell you know but yeah, it's it's know. so weird that the show seems to sell really good uh moments of understanding what a kid would feel like mm-hmm. uh, and then other moments where like that moment i think was lost I, there's nothing there. Same thing for every time she sees the girls and boys being girls and boys together. Right, right. I get what the show's telling me she's thinking. Yeah. The show's not doing a very good job of telling me. It, like why I she needs to know that. Like what is it doing to her otherwise? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's like why. She's clearly interested. Yeah. And that's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, Anything yeah. else is stuff I know because I'm making it up because I know TV or right. because anybody, not me, right. I know because right. of the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
The yeah. show is not doing the director, the actors right there. They're not giving me what she means. I know what she means because when small child looks at slightly older boy and girl touching each other, yeah. small child is thinking of how nice it would be to grow up and be that way. Yeah, I know TV. I know yeah. simple story logic. And that'll probably pay out because this is like a multiple episode thing. So obviously that's probably setting up a few balls in the air that we're going to see pay off later, you know, but still it's, it's just, not, yeah. just, it's just unsubtle. It's just right. the times that it's unsubtle stand in very stark contrast to the times that it is. Right. And that throws me off. It unbalances me in the show. Yeah. And I went in with a chip on my shoulder. I'm not going to lie. Obviously, I went in looking to spar with this show. Right. And I liked it. And I liked it. Yeah. Would you, would you continue, you think, to, to watch no, it? Or? I keep watching it. There's but no I know people who I would recommend it to. Like, right. I know right. people who I, who's, whose opinions on television I respect and consider. Yeah. I know they would enjoy this show and I would be happy to, like, recommend it to them. Okay. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. No, me, me as well. Best and possible the, praise I can give it. And this is interesting to me because obviously I, I didn't bring it up thinking I was going to like force you. I really thought that uh, this might be in your wheelhouse in some way. Mm-hmm. And so to know that, that's inter- that's that's information for me as well. I'd you like know? to think that I know I, I, I'm aware enough or I'm at least mm-hmm. self-aware enough mm-hmm. to like recognize quality even when it's not in my taste. Yeah. No, uh, of course. Yeah, it's a quality show. Uh, but I at the same time, you don't. Yeah. candy this is definitely candy though oh this is no it totally as as, as i get excited when i look at shows like this that i can like just munch on right like yeah. it's literally i yeah. look at it like i'm gonna i'm gonna have I'm a delicious you. dessert this yeah. binge the shit out of this yeah. i've been oh, yeah. on a tear saying maybe this show shouldn't be binged binge the shit out of this show I think this so. is exactly what this show wants yeah because you kind of need to ride that wave of this girl and her psychoses you know so mm-hmm. um uh, oh, and I was going to say with you, like, it's interesting too, because that, that's the thing is that, uh, you don't really hammer a lot of things. Like you don't really, you're not really a binger of, no. of like things no, just yeah. because everybody's saying, yeah, go binge things. So no, yeah, actually so it's, it's been it, brought is, up, uh, several times on hmm. this, um, on this show that uh-huh. the more people recommend things, be it people I know or critics I listen to, uh-huh. the times the worse it will be trying to get me to watch something because I am just contrarian sometimes. I, I, I'm sorry. I apologize to the world. No, um, no, no, but, no. It's interesting because then it's like, yeah, because I, you could turn me around on something. Well, yeah, and and that's why I'm glad you at least we we did this ep- you know these episodes so that we could at least because even going into Good Lord, I remember you saying when we did the upcoming shows uh, for that month, it, it, you weren't really looking forward to that. You're like, oh, maybe we don't need you know like that many like you know white savior type you know period yeah. drama stuff you know. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, which it, it totally makes sense, but at the same time, I think you just having seen this show can appreciate it uh, for what for what it was. Yeah, what it was. I, yeah. yeah, I can also separate myself from the fact that this is, was produced before a show of a black person who did something similar. You know what I mean? Right. Uh huh. Like, I'm. We're not having a conversation over whether production companies should or should not do more black people starring. Uh. uh slavery shows yeah uh, we're having a conversation about this show and right right exactly yeah yeah that's two different arg- that's exactly what i was yeah. going to say because it's like yeah there, it's not like there can't be a good show about a whatever the thing is right yeah. but it's like and culturally interesting story yeah you're saying more culturally we, we need yeah. stories that if we can try and yeah, focus the problem of the 
the, the problem of the stories being told that has nothing to do with whether this one is a good story or not. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And I want to I mention before we before yeah. we leave Queen's Gambit, uh, uh-huh. the, just a couple of bits of, uh, of, oh, yeah. of trivia because I picked them up. This uh-huh. is the third time they try to make this movie um, or this this story. They try to adapt this story. Oh. This, this okay. was uh, uh, this the How second. How is the book? Time. Sorry, can you tell me the? Do you know when the book was written uh, by uh, chance? I'm just curious, like how long this has been in the consciousness of like being made, like over the course of 20 years or 10 years. Yeah, 83. So oh, uh, the, what, year birth, the year of my birth. The year of my birth. Okay. 1983. 37 this book came years. Ago. Um, and yeah, Bildungsroman. That's what it is. Okay. The, <laughs> that's what a child uh, a story. Here, uh, fuck. God, I'll just tell you what Wikipedia calls it. Okay. Uh, in literary criticism, a building's Roman is literary genre that focuses on the psychological and moral growth of the protagonist from youth to adulthood. Oh. So that's okay. boyhood. Yeah, so, yeah. And the Queen's Gambit seems to be that exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but they tried to make it. They tried to make it once before. Uh, and I don't think it really... It, they tried to make it a, a feature film in 83, back when it came out. Mm. Uh then uh, in 84 the author passed away so nothing really happened with it until 92 when a scottish screenwriter got his hands on it and that script was kicking around and in around uh Mm -hmm. late 2007 early 2008 uh heath ledger got his hands in on it and that seemed to be Mm. the big one that was going to be heath ledger's first directorial debut he was planning on directing a movie uh, and it was going to start ellen page who would have been like at the top? Not not that she's not at the top of her game now, but yeah. like just hitting her biggest like. Right, I'm trying like, to think like what else. There was a movie she made called Hard Candy at that time that I think maybe yeah, was like a. That, I thought that was a little bit before, but it might be no. Yeah, but I'm saying like on that trajectory of like where she would have been in yeah. her career, and then obviously Heath Ledger. I mean, uh, Dark Knight comes out 2008, uh, oh, right? So, so then 2007. Yeah. All right. right, so that right her like presentation to the world i think because yeah, yeah. was, was a critically beloved movie but people didn't really know it no it's that's a small like, very small movie yeah uh-huh oh uh, yeah, yeah juno was that's the it. one where like, who's this girl with the hamburger phone right 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 yeah uh so but so what was been the girl what's that she would have been the she girl back in the day uh, yeah which would have been interesting yeah. as well yeah um so that was the last time, right? Was the Heath Ledger that somebody tried to make yeah. it until this? Okay, we, we got to the success of uh, the cool. Queen's opening, cool. a chess opening, a famous chess opening that also is like life, Dan. Sometimes chess is like life. <laughs> oh God! I don't know if you um, noticed. I don't know if you noticed, but some. <laughs> Chess is like life. I, I guess. But can you tell me what the Queen's Gambit, do you have a quick click there away from like what the oh, actual, what? yeah, the yeah, I was curious. I was going to look that up and I, I wrote I define in my notes and I didn't define it. Do you know how, to, well, okay, I guess let's, let's talk about this, Dan. Do you know yeah. how to play chess? I, I know all the moves of like the pieces. Right. Okay. Um, you know, it's perfect. Yeah. You, yeah. You I know the, the very basics. Very, very basic things. Yeah. What. Yeah. I think that means you know how to play chess but you don't know how to play chess well. If you admit that you know how the pieces move, but yeah. instead of saying you know how to play chess, right. then... I don't know how to play it well. There you go. That's good. Chess, yeah. I know what you're saying. But you only know how the pieces move, yeah. you don't. 
paraplegics. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So no, I do. Yeah, I do. I had a chessboard at some point, or it came into my life through some some older person have, or whatever. A little thing that you own five or six of them just throughout your life. Yeah, like a, like a like magnetic sitting around. set and like right. a. Like a cheap ninety nine cents one, right? Right. You know, I never recently realized too. There's only sixty four squares, right? It's such a basic thing, but it's like there's so many moves and so many options, right? That it's just like it's yeah. amazing to me that that's even possible. Well, that what's what the that's the whole uh, mind or the concept behind um, that a computer was never going to be able to like oh, uh-huh. beat us in chess uh-huh. because the it's not a computational game it's right. like a but no, right no that was wrong, <laughs> that was wrong. Uh, uh-huh. i my friend i have scanned the queen's gambit wikipedia page okay in the time that we have been talking yeah and uh i will tell you i have lost information <laughs> since i watched that the queen's gambit is not even a fucking gambit really it's misnamed really wow <laughs> Oh my god! You a mean gambit is a move in chess? The queen's gambit is not a gambit. Well, that, no, but a gambit. I thought a gambit was like a like a like a, a strategic. Uh, yeah. Right. Thing. Yeah. It's a chess opening in which a player, more often white, sacrifices material, usually a pawn, in a hope of achieving a resulting advantageous oh. position. That's a gambit. Oh. Yeah. A gambit is giving up something. Uh, it's 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 bait. It's bait. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Like get this, come get this. Ah, you got it. I got you. Right. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. I guess that Queen's Gambit would be the most dangerous because to lose your queen at the beginning of the game is. Oh, dangerous. is that what you actually are giving up? Are you actually giving up your own? I, I, don't, I don't think know, that's true. I don't think that's true. Not a true Gambit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. Like it's not giving up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like another type of Gambit, not the Queen's Gambit, but because then any Gambit would be the Queen's Gambit, gambit if it's for her benefit, but it's not a Gambit, really, right? Yeah. I think the gambit part means that you have to. We've said gambit so many times; the word has lost all meaning. It's just the noise that we're making at each other. I'm just thinking of the X Men character and how, like, he, how he enters into this whole thing. The whole time, <laughs> playing. How cool the power is that? Anyways, I know. All right, I'd right. say both these shows are good. Uh, I would recommend both yeah. of them. Yeah, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna hammer I'm gonna hammer both um, pretty hard, but uh, for specifically, actually, yeah, like I, I can say, the Good Lord Bird is not as hammerable. I'm gonna take my time with that a little bit, but Queen's Gambit will be watched probably by tomorrow. I have specific people I I'm going to recommend each of these shows to. I'm not uh, gonna keep watching the Queen's Gambit. I might watch the Good Lord Bird. Uh, two random notes uh, going back in time. Good Lord Bird. About the Good Lord Bird. Uh, or, uh, John, uh, what's his name? John Brown. John Brown had 21 children um, and was the first person executed for treason in the history of the United States. There uh, but he, there you go. Uh, executed by the Confederacy, I would imagine, right? Yeah, well, just executed in this country for that reason by whoever, I think, right? So in a, his official basis, like an official one. capacity, yeah. Well, anyway. probably something good. good stuff. So. 21 children, though. Uh, uh, two two wives. He had two wives in his time, so that's a lot. That is a, that is a handful. He's yeah. carrying six of them on this on this mission, right? Uh, Yeah, I think there's at least four, but then there's like the two that are going to prison or whatever, right? Yeah. And most importantly, as I throw mm-hmm. my pen away, mm-hmm. uh, one of them is named Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Similar to Onion. Yep. On that note, adios. <laughs> Bye. Now, two, one.